Welcome to the Education Marketing Leader Podcast with Chris Raposo. If you're looking to dive into the latest industry insights, draw inspiration from education success stories, or just want to sharpen your marketing skills, you're in the right place. Here, we bring you a diverse range of voices from experts and leaders in the field, offering you a unique blend of professional development and practical strategies. Whether you want to understand your audience better, stay updated with the latest tech trends in marketing, or expand your professional network, we've got you covered. So while you're driving on your morning commute or winding down after a busy day, let's explore the dynamic world of education marketing together. Have you ever heard an acceptance speech and you know that person's just reading off a script in comparison to somebody's actually speaking from the heart? Yeah. How do you approach the storytelling process to ensure that the authentic voice of an educational institution comes through? It really is about just trying to get people off their talking points. Um, I I agree with you. I, I can, you know, I can spot when something's scripted in a split second and I'm immediately disinterested. Um, and it just has this cold, sterile kind of vibe to it where it's like, I don't believe you. I think the marketing team wrote this these words for you and you just read them. I've interviewed a lot of you know, faculty and students and alumni and stuff like that. And a lot of times, um, you know, some people will be very nervous and they'll be like practicing in the mirror the night before and they'll come to the interview with a piece of paper and then they're so caught off guard when I say like, you're not gonna read off this paper. Uh, and then to watch just kind of their guard come down as we just, now we're just talking, you know, and, and, and they say things that they would have never said. And it's always the stuff that was like, just conversational that was like, miles and miles more impactful than what they had written down. So um, it really just is about like helping people to say like, hey, take a take a deep breath here. We're just we're just talking and I just want to hear you're honest. I don't want you to tell me what you think the marketing or the sales you know, <laughs> team, you know, wants you to say. I want you to just talk. Um, and so I think that's really that's really key. That's that's how we kind of get some of that authentic storytelling to come through is just Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Education Marketing Leader with Chris Raposo. Today I have the pleasure to welcome John Azoni. John, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Chris. Hey John, so you are the owner and executive producer of Unwailed, and you're also the podcast host of the Higher Ed Storytelling University. That's kind of how I got to know about you through your podcast. But after doing some research on you, and we talked in the past as well, I found out that you have a degree in fine and studio arts, and you're the owner of a video production company that helps higher ed marketers to put out consistent student and alumni success stories through video content. Can you give us a little bit of, of a background about your journey and how you got into the field of higher ed marketing? Yeah, so I went to art school um, in college uh, and I thought I was gonna be a, uh, a painter, gallery artist, and and I did, you know, I do show in galleries and stuff like that, but that didn't end up being my, my main career. I, I left college kind of stumbled into a job in, in homeless outreach, um, in, in Detroit. Uh, my, my best friend and I had just been developing relationships with 
um, some of the homeless population in Detroit and really with no agenda, just kind of like making friends with them and bringing them sandwiches and meeting their needs and things like that. Um, one thing led to another, we got picked up by a big, uh, nonprofit organization, uh, to do it on a more corporate level. That's kind of where I really, um, started to realize, you know, my passion for storytelling and, um, and also content creation in general. Um, and also my, my passion for just like the, the way that human stories can really, um, motivate us into action. It's, it's a very difficult job, uh, going from just really having no agenda of, you know, there was no one expecting me to solve homelessness for these people when I was just doing it for, you know, <laughs> for free. Um, uh, but now you got all these funders involved and stuff. And now, you know, they, they want to see outcomes and that became very hard. And so what, what, um, uh, where I kind of gravitated towards was, uh, hearing their stories, um, and really being passionate about telling their stories. And I found that like, you know, even in those times where, it was hard to be compassionate because you're up against this very big issue that's very intertwined. Um, you know, solving homelessness is like if it was easy, everyone would have be have done it already. <laughs> you know, um, so uh, but I so it was sometimes we'd be, we'd be kind of frustrating and demotivating. Um, but when I would hear someone's story, it would just like bring me right back to center of like this is a real person. Um, you know, and they have a past, they've had a family, they have interests and, and they're not just an issue to solve. They're, they're, a, a, you know, a real person. And that would always like just catapult me into action. And so I, th I always kind of take that with me of um, just the power of, of, of storytelling to really motivate people. But, um, you know, doing in, in the course of that job, I was doing a lot of video work, um, became really interested in that YouTube had just come out and, uh, and stuff like that. So, when I left that job, eventually just kind of stumbled into a, what I thought was going to be a temporary job at my buddy's video company, um, started as an editor and stayed there for over a decade <laughs> and then uh, started yeah. Unveiled. That's awesome. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about Unveiled just briefly. What, what, what do you offer and who you help? Yeah. So Unveiled is a, we, we work specifically with college marketing teams uh, to help them, you know, tell uh, stories all year long, kind of kind of in an autopilot fashion. Um, so we, uh, we focus on student and alumni uh, success stories, faculty stories, uh, things like that. Uh, and we really have a, a, a big focus on um, helping marketing teams not just get, you know, one, you know, one video out of a shoot, for example, but really like, how can we maximize every touch point um, every time we are hitting record on our cameras, how can we maximize that to get them the most content opportunities possible? Um, and so that's, we have a year subs annual subscription that's designed around that idea of, um, telling student and alumni stories, but also getting a lot of content opportunities of that, like giving this, giving the school all the B-roll on top of that, um, to use however they want, um, and, uh, and just making that, trying to make that process really easy, taking a lot of the, um, or the tedious scheduling and coordinating and, and things like that off, off their plate. Um, so that's, that's, that's the gist of it. Student alumni success story videos, and we do a lot of faculty stories and thought leadership content and stuff like that. 
Yeah, that's very important that you're able to repurpose a lot of that that long form video content that you shoot because it takes a lot of effort to get people together in order to shoot a video. And then you don't want to just have this one long form piece of content and then it goes out into your abyss, hopefully be found by somebody. But if you chop it up like you did during our podcast interview when I was on your show, you had one long form interview, but you had like five or six different short form interviews slots you know that you were able to mm -hmm. purpose to drive more traffic to your um podcast and the same idea i assume is, is how it is with those student testimonials that you that you um record for universities and colleges that you partner with um but i did a little bit of research on you you know i listened to other podcast episodes about you where you talked about the difference between storytelling and information sharing you know, and some people, they may just think, you know, if, as soon if I put a nice video on there with some information that that is a story, but I know you have a different thought and approach about storytelling. So could you share with the audience how you define storytelling and the concept of in the context of video production and how it differs from mere information sharing? Yeah, I mean, I think the language of storytelling, the language of the word storytelling has evolved to mean two different things. I think it's like, you know, people always say like Gen Z is always saying literally about everything. And it, it literally never means literally, you know, <laughs> um, they're just, it just means like, re, like emphasis on something. Um, and so I think that's kind of how we use storytelling today. Um, in the traditional sense, there's narrative storytelling, but then there's also just creative messaging. And I think that's, that's a, a very major split that I, that I try to help, um, my audience and my podcast and, and our, our clients um, uh, really pay attention to because it's two different kind of brain science things happening there. And I think when a lot of people say, um, uh, you know, oh, we, we want to tell the story of our program, what what they mean is like, here's all the reasons you should you should uh, sign up for our program. We'll put it over an emotional song, and then we've done the storytelling thing. But really, all you've done is just you just dump a lot of information. There's really no narrative. There's no story there. If you were to, if you were to go to someone and say, hi, I have a great story uh, to tell you, you know, at a party or something. And you were just like, um, you know, we have great professors and small class sizes and, uh, and blah, blah, blah. And just listed facts. They'd be like, what's the story? <laughs> um, so it really, it's kind of that basic. It's like, we really, we know what a story is. And I just try to encourage people to really take into account like narrative storytelling has very specific brain science that that happens like you're the when you're experiencing what when you're watching a story or you're watching something on netflix you're literally like your brain is firing in the same ways that like that character like you're experiencing the emotions that the character is having you're em you're experiencing this empathy and all of that like being transported into this narrative and experiencing this empathy for the character is bonding you to this narrative and when you can bond people to a story think about how much more memorable it makes that marketing message um and it makes your brand um people will forget information but they'll they'll remember how you made them feel um and so that's that's what i help uh, schools really focus on is how can we find uh, how can we, knowing that information is really important. We we do want to, we do want to create videos and give information to those videos. We don't want to just be storytelling all the time, but how can we kind of take a side route and go like, 
what's a journey that a student went on that may not have any direct, you know, marketing messaging incorporated in it about your program. Let's just take people on a journey and allow them to realize on their own the benefit of, you know, your school. Yeah. So kind of two different ways of saying storytelling. Yeah. Storytelling is a very, very powerful way to relay information, whether it's a positive or a negative way. Um, and it's through video or through music, right? And sometimes yeah. if you feel yourself being down, you may want to watch or 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 consciously evaluate what you're watching or what you're listening to. Because sometimes what you're listening to on your drive to work, if it's a sad song or a depressing song, it, it, you'll mm -hmm. internalize that as well. So, you know, be careful what you put into your ears and into your mind is what I always say to people because it's such a powerful way to um, to make people think. So always be careful with that. But if you use it for a positive way, like you just described in higher education to help people understand the value of an institution, that is the right way to go about it, uh, to tell a story. Um, yeah. so talking about higher education, I know you worked in a different field before nonprofit, but why do you believe that storytelling is particularly crucial in the realm of higher education marketing? Well, I think that there's, you know, when I started my company, I thought like, you know, I, here's the videos that I like doing. You know, I thought about my whole, you know, career over a decade of, of working in corporate video production and doing a lot of nonprofit, a lot of church stories and um, corporate law firms and things like that. And I just thought about like the times that I worked with colleges and the number of storytelling opportunities there. It's like college is just such a raw time for people where they're just figuring themselves out. Um, it's really um, such a journey that that they're on. And I think that journey is it's it's so ripe with like opportunities for other people to see that and empathize with that um, and know that, you know, it's going to be okay, or this is the right solution for me, or something like that. So, you know, when I started my business, I, I thought like, you know, where, where can these, these types of human stories be most impactful um, in the marketplace, you know, in a, in a, in, in, in you know, in a marketing setting, and in, in, in higher ed uh, was, was first to come to my mind. And so that's kind of what I uh, pursued. But, but yeah, I think it's, it's really, um, all these you you just have a gold mine of students going through different things struggling with different things having success with different things going into really exciting careers studying things that are changing the world sustain you know creating environmental sustainability and research and and all this stuff and it's like that's such interesting great content um that just seemed like low-hanging fruit to like let's tell those stories kind of thing yeah, and it's life-altering content as well that inspires people that may be on the fence about higher education to pursue a degree and change their life in a positive way. One of my missions is to relay how to target non-traditional students to go to university or uh, because I was a non-traditional student uh, mm -hmm. and at university age, at the age of 30, and it, it changed my life dramatically in a positive way. So if there are people out there who may think they are too old, they may only know about student stories of kids throwing Frisbees on a lawn at a college campus. And they don't know yeah. the other side of an adult learner grinding through and getting their degree. So you also want to make sure that you will you 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 
communicate that diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging that these individuals feel like they could be part of something like that as well, even if that's not right now part of their their mindset. So mm-hmm. sharing those stories via video, success stories, but also the struggles is uh, something I think higher ed institutions could utilize to get those adult learners back to school, especially relevant during the demographic enrollment cliff as there is a downturn in traditional age students. So that's something to consider. Yeah, well. absolutely. Um, so you've been, you work with a, quite a few higher ed institutions now. Can you give us an example of how a narrative has transformed a higher, edu- a higher education's brand perception or outreach like you don't have to name a school but do you have an example of somebody you work with and that positively impacted their institution yeah i i um work with a business school uh recently we did um uh, they they had they had recently just kind of like gone through this leadership change and changed a lot of their they they went from kind of a vague message to finally getting really crystal clear about who they were targeting um, and uh, and what kind of student and, and they were they ended up you know targeting adult students uh, you know who didn't want to like give up their whole life to go back to school and get their MBA you know they didn't want to have to you know they got kids and their busy lives and stuff like that so the message was really like this is designed around your busy life um, and so with that new clear message, we created a commercial. We did like a whole, you know, full crew, the whole lighting, everything commercial um, for broadcast. And then we did two uh, student uh, or student. One was a student. One was an alumni uh, testimonials uh, stories. And both were just very powerful stories. One was um, the uh, this this gentleman was um, uh, he went into cybersecurity because he had all this money stolen from him. Um, he had like $18,000 stolen from him, uh, from a video game that is the son was playing. They just exploited his son. Um, uh, and so that's how he got into cybersecurity. Another one was the guy was trying to, um, uh, you know, guy got fired from his job, ended up going back to school, uh, and becoming the president of their competitor that fired, <laughs> that fired him. <laughs> so it was a cool story, uh, in that sense. And, and what, how that transformed the school was just, just gave them, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like that was the magic bullet. I really think the leadership change and a lot of the messaging change and just getting clear about who they're targeting. That was really key. The content coming out of that, that just makes the content, the video production easy. Now we can just execute on a very clear idea, uh, but it really changed the way, like their engagement on online was skyrocketed. Uh, just with this new new content that really spoke to the needs and, and the, the the desires of their target audience, um, they were able to repurpose that stuff a lot, and we get a lot of diff, uh, additional commercials and diff, additional stories out of the out of the content that we we provided. And um, yeah, it had a big it had a big effect, and it's been fun. It was fun to watch all the comments come in on those videos, like on LinkedIn, of of students being like, "Yes, like that." that is exactly why I went to this school or like, that's exactly what this school did for me too, you know, and to have that, like, it's like, okay, we, we hit that, that right empathy nerve. Yeah. I love that story about the guy who got fired and then became the president <laughs> of the, 
the competitor, you know, because there is such a dissatisfaction in the job market. A lot of people hate their jobs. They don't like what they do. They don't like their boss, you know, so mm -hmm. alone is a key motivator for some people that just like, hey, I'm going to go back to school and I'm going to stick it to the man. Show you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when let's say. Have you ever heard an acceptance speech and you know that person's just reading off a script in comparison to somebody's actually speaking from the heart? Yeah. How do you approach the storytelling process to ensure that the authentic voice of an educational institution comes through in your video production, right? When you partner with somebody to speak on that behalf, because we all know when something's totally scripted in comparison when something actually is um, authentic. It really is about just trying to get people off their talking points. Um, I I agree with you. I, I can, you know, I can spot when something's scripted in a split second and I'm immediately disinterested. Um, and it just has this cold, sterile kind of vibe to it where it's like, I don't believe you. I think the marketing team wrote this, these words for you and you just read them. Um, <laughs> I don't believe that you feel anything that you're, that you say you feel in this video. So, um, you know, I've interviewed a lot of, you know, faculty and students and alumni and stuff like that. And a lot of times, um, you know, some people will be very nervous and they'll be like practicing in the mirror the night before, and they'll come to the interview with a piece of paper. And then they're so caught off guard when I say like, you're not going to read off this paper. <laughs> I'm going to ask you questions. Like, let's put that paper over here. You can look at it. Like here and there but like uh and then to watch just kind of their guard come down as we just now we're just talking you know and 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 they say things that they would have never said because sometimes we'll get them to like read their paper after just to make them feel comfortable it's like okay read just so you know just so you didn't like put all that work to waste <laughs> go ahead and read off your paper uh and we'll have it in the can um and it's always the stuff that was like just conversational that was like miles and miles more impactful than what they had written down so um it really just is about like helping people to say like hey take a take a deep breath here we're just we're just talking and i just want to hear your honest i don't want you to tell me what you think the marketing or the sales you know <laughs> team you know wants you to say i want you to just talk and and let the let the video team make you articulate and kind of pull out insights from you um, and so I think that's really, that's really key. That's, that's how we kind of get some of that authentic storytelling to come through is just giving them permission to just talk, ramble, go on tangents, whatever. Like you're, I always tell people, your job is just to talk and just to be honest. And my job is to make you sound great. <laughs> um, cause then when they get, they get really in their head when they're like trying to like say things as if they're giving a speech on, you know, it's like they don't have a chance to redo it. Like they're giving as if they're giving this speech live or something like that. So uh, really just kind of giving them the opportunity to know that this is going to be heavily edited and, and we really just are looking for you to just talk and just be honest. I think that helps a lot. Yeah. That's definitely where the magic is when you go beyond your, your, your note sheet and then just speak from the heart. I've noticed that too, when I started doing webinars at the beginning of the year I had like everything written out and I just basically read it off and yeah. it was clear that it was scripted and it wasn't authentic and then later on when I got a little bit more comfortable in front of the camera then I was just free flowing and it just uh, had a better impact and a connection with the audience afterward 
So yeah. definitely, you know, I know it's difficult at the beginning, especially if you haven't done it before to, um, to peaks speak in public or in front of a camera, but this is where a good host or a good interviewer comes in to make these people feel at ease to build that trust and tell them, Hey, it's going to be all right. And we are here to make you look good and not have like a gotcha moment. And then you're going to have your career ruined for the rest of your life. Right. <laughs> I'm supposed to say, you know, so building that trust with the interview is, uh, is crucial there as well. They're let their guard down. Yeah. Um, for for listeners who are looking to incorporate more storytelling into their marketing efforts, what are some common pitfalls to avoid? I think um, I think a big one is just um, not uh, is 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 not really understanding a not understanding what you mean by storytelling. So, do you in your school want to do narrative storytelling where someone is saying? you know, this happened to me, then this happened. And because of that, this happened. And this was the result. Like, that's a story, right? Like we can all once upon a time kind of kind of stuff. Like, do you want to tell once upon a time stories? Or do you want to, or do you just really need to get some information out there and you want the information to kind of resonate on an inspiring level? So I would say not understanding those, I can tell, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've worked with clients that, that say like, oh, we want to tell a story. And so so we tell a story and then they're like, well, that's not what we wanted. You didn't see, <laughs> or like, uh, you know, and then, and then at the end of it, it's like, oh, you really just wanted kind of like a hype video, like a sort of like a bunch of flashy clips to a, to a upbeat song, you know, that's, and that's different. That's not, that's not the same kind of storytelling work. So I would say like, that's one common pitfall is just, um, not really knowing when when you say story like what what you really mean or what you want to do so so getting clear on that is is important but then also um a, a major pitfall is just not having stories not even knowing uh what what's what's um powerful you know within your midst what students are doing you might know like oh this student is doing really well or maybe they they're they've got this cool internship or or they're, they, they graduated and they got this cool job. And that's all, that's all great. There's definitely stories within that, but there's probably students that are like, if you just dug deeper with them, have something really cool going on, you know? Um, you know, I mean, just thinking off the cuff, I worked with the university of San Diego where, um, and their students was, he went back to school to get his MBA because he was working with human trafficking survivors and he wanted to, and he wanted to like get the skills necessary to then go back and kind of run those operations a lot better. Um, and you might know that, you know, someone coming in on the surface, a professor might know that, but, but that's kind of something where it's like, Oh, this, this person isn't just like, Oh, I always wanted to, you know, go into business. And no, so now here I am, I'm going to business and then I'll, and then I'll get a, um, you know, CEO job after that. But it's like, really like, no, this, this person has a really special heart for the marginalized, you know? So let's talk about that. And how does business, how does business help the marginalized? You know, that's not, that's not when you sit in the marketing team meeting, what stories could we tell? That's probably not the first thing you come to your mind. Like how does business help people who are in modern day slavery in human trafficking, <laughs> you know, but like by talking to people, you really get a sense for what's really going on. And so I think that's really important to just get out there and, and 
have conversations with people and and help your professors and your department heads understand what kind of content you're looking for. Yeah. You're not looking for just like tell me great things about the school. You're looking for like what what's really under there that's like interesting, you know. Yeah, 100%. You you touched earlier on that some people don't know what they want whether it's a once upon a time story or a hype video. How do you prepare them before going through a, a production and then they're saying, hey, this is not what we wanted. How, how do you alleviate that that friction there? I Yeah, I've learned over a lot of, you know, um, uh, hit, projects hitting that point where there was like a misunderstanding um, where people don't really know what they want until they see it. Um, and so it's really important to pull up some inspiration videos um, so that we can get the whole team to point to this video and say, if this video had our branding and our messaging and, you know, all that stuff, then this would be like pretty in line with who we want. So that's really important to me before, before, you know, my team starts to work on anything that we're really aligned around, like, here's another school that's done this thing, or here's some brand that's not in higher ed, that's done something like this. And that's kind of the, what we're going for. Cause it really helps to, um, it forces you to define what you mean when you say we want we want to tell a story. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is very smart on your part to just show them what you've done in the past, you know, and just see the difference of, is that what you want? Or is that what you want? Because then you don't waste each other's time because it's a lot of time spent for you as well to create this stuff. And it's kind of like a bummer, you know, when they say, when you put your heart and soul into a project and they say, well, that's not, this is not really what we wanted. So yeah, <laughs> I just want to watch it out at the beginning of it, but we just talked about the, the pitfalls. So let's talk about the positives a little bit. So can you share some tips and strategies for higher ed marketers looking into harnessing the power of storytelling, what they can do to put their institution in a positive light? Yeah, I would say, you know, I think because I come from a video perspective and and I think that, you know, maybe the the, the tendency is to go, oh, if we're going to tell stories, it has to be video. And I, and I don't think that's the case. I think, you know, you can you can tell stories in a LinkedIn post. You can tell stories in a tweet or an X, whatever they call it now. Um, you know, so I, I would say, you know, if you want to step your foot into storytelling and really start to work those muscles just start to get to know your students, like I was saying before, and, and, and try to find, try to uncover some stories and then figure out like, how can we get these, how can we get these stories out to the world? Maybe it is a, a written piece. Um, maybe it is just the student filming themselves, a selfie video, just telling their story or something like that. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be like what we do and come in and with a crew and lights and microphones and stuff like that you know, it just storytelling can just be very, very raw and simple. It could be a podcast. Um, Miami University, I just had um, Nate Jorgensen on my podcast, and they they um, uh, have a podcast called Major Insight, where they just get students um, to talk about what majors they're in and what problems they have. Like, you know, some some talk about mental health in, uh, issues, some talk about like, oh, they had an injury and that, that, you know, they were in athletics, and they had an injury. And then that completely changed the course of their direction in college. And it's just all these kind of raw stories. I think there's, there's so much power in just getting the story out there. Um, don't get tripped up too much on, it has to be this like crazy high production value, you know? 
Yeah, that that's a really good podcast. The major insights from the Miami University because what yeah. is interested in a particular major at that university and they're talking to students that are already going through it that's gold right there and you can put that on your program page as well so get more information about the program and how it is in real life not just on a marketing brochure yeah as we bring the episode to a close i always love to ask that question but what is one important lesson that you've learned over the course of your video marketing career that you can share with the audience I think it's just really like the, the power of the power of, of honesty and, um, and just authenticity, what it means to be authentic and, uh, to tell an authentic story, um, really kind of can, can mean like, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about some things that aren't positive, you know, like good stories, any good story that you listen to at any show that you binge on Netflix, um, there's conflict or other there, there's if there wasn't conflict there was no there'd be no reason to watch it <laughs> you, you know so i so i think like i think um i've seen a lot of organizations kind of really shy away and they're like well we we'll just want to keep this really positive and and stuff like that and so when you do that it's it's it can be very surface level um people expect you to say positive things about your school um and we're not saying i'm not saying like oh talk about how bad the cafeteria food is <laughs> you know but uh but like talk about talk about you know struggles that people had that that you that you came alongside and when you were on my on my podcast chris you know we we talked about that and how like um a lot of adult students they they have they have stuff going on in their in their life that's 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 hard and and they're going back to school and that's making it harder um and that's 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 what people want to hear. They want to know that you you understand their pain, you know. So I would say one lesson is really to just focus on what is the what where's the pain and how can we how can we shine light on the pain in a way that um in a way that shines a bright light on the the value of the school or the brand um and the impact that the that that brand is having in alleviating that pain. Yeah, that's a really good point to just show that you are on the beat of things, especially also when it comes to mental health issues, regardless of how old somebody is, they'll probably come to your campus with some sort of baggage and to just see and uh, communicate that there are resources on campus that'll help them with those issues before they get out of hand, you know, because yeah. yeah. college in itself is a stressful time for young adults they're leaving home they have extra pressures on themselves expectations and they're trying to figure out who they are so there may be some mental health issues there so i know a lot of colleges and universities have resources to address that so in order to for people to find that communicate that and mm -hmm. help them on their way absolutely so, that was a great episode, John. Thank you so much. Now, how can people get in touch with you to learn more about you, your company, or your podcast? Yeah, my company is called Unveiled. It's spelled U-N-V-E-I-L-D. Uh, you can check out our website, unveiled.tv. Um, you know, there's a link to the podcast on there, a podcast called Higher Ed Storytelling University. I have a weekly newsletter um, where I go deeper into uh, helping schools create emotionally resonant content. And we look at various examples from around the internet about um, 
you know, these uh, concepts and things like that, that will help them. Um, so you can check that out at unveiled.tv slash newsletter. Um, and people can find me on LinkedIn too. Awesome. I'll tag you in the recap and all of your companies as well. So John, thank you so much for being part of the show. I had a good time. I hope you did too. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Chris. Take care.